Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Launching downfield, underthrown, and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. Heartbreak. Let down, choke. These are words Atlanta sports fans are all too used to hearing. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up and it's going. The Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. The Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Tate and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. And hello, Atlanta sports fans. It is Gator Belts, Patty Melts, El Dorados, El Caminos, and the like. We're about to Monte wild Carlos. out. Oh, it's Monte Carlos and El Dorado. See, I was practicing this all the way over, too, and I was going to have a cool intro. It was still cool. And I botched it up. It most decidedly was not cool. Let's try it again. Gator Belts, Patty Melts, Monte Carlos, and El Dorados. We're about to wild out like Jack Tripper on a fresh batch. Of believe in Atlanta sports, all the sports talk from around the city, the ATL, and we're not going to talk about the Brave City Connect jerseys because I don't like them, but that's beside the point. But we're here. We're back on another Friday, and uh, if you missed us last Friday, well, uh, I had a new nephew come into the world uh, last Friday, and I was obligated to go by the hospital and hang out for a while and, and do the, the Vince Vaughn, look at the baby, look at the baby, look at the baby. So I did that, and I had to work a little late. And uh, but I do have, and uh, you know, pardon me, but you all know who he is. But he's back. He's here every time with bells on and a smile on his face. The commissioner, Mark Rich. Hello, hello. But I got a bone to pick with the commission tonight, and yep. he he can probably already guess what it is because Mark uh, almost religiously each year you go home to the family in Connecticut, right? You go up there just about every year, right? Uh, recently it started back, but yes. So, he went up there for about nine days. Uh, uh, the kid was with him. The, the whole fam, everybody went up. They flew up. And if you have listened to this show at all, at any time, you've probably heard us talk about, and Mark especially, this pizza that's up there. It is uh, supposedly, according to the commissioner, the finest slice of pie you're ever going to get. <clears throat> and again, I wake up every morning. And I look on my porch. I see no boxes with dry ice. I see no pizza. And now you're back in front of me, and I still don't have pizza. And I'm wondering, like, what's a brother got to do? I even, I even went on Facebook 
when he, uh, he put a snapshot of the pizza joint on Facebook and said it was his birthday, and I was like, <clears throat> <clears throat> So that, that pizza didn't last 36 hours. All six of them did not last 36 hours. There was a plan in place to get pizza the day we were flying out, bag it up, put it in our luggage, and take it home with us. That was also thwarted because the pizza place opened late in the time between them opening and us getting to the airport. Didn't leave us any time to get a pizza made. So, second year in a row, no pizza coming home with me. I can assure you, I am just as upset as you are. But now I know for next time. Now I know exactly what to do. I'm going to uh, like Venmo you the money for, for the box, the dry ice. Everything for you to like gold belly style, you know, you know what gold belly is. Oh, yeah. For those of you that don't know what gold belly is, I'll tell you real quick. And, and by the way, they are not a sponsor, it's just really cool. But if you know them, they can be. <clears throat> yes, yes. You can go here and you can get pizza from Lou Malnati's in Chicago, you can get uh, Phillies from several different places in Philly. So, all this great, like local, regional cuisine that everybody talks about, you can go on gold belly and they will ship it to you. And I've gotten the Phillies a few times, and actually, uh, Valerie, my girlfriend, uh, one of her old bosses, sent us a bunch of Phillies. And the meat comes with the cheese and everything, and instructions about how to heat it up. And uh, maybe that's another thing you could talk to the pizza joint about, is, hey, you guys should look into Gold Belly. You can start shipping your – and you could probably tell them they'd make a a few grand off you a year because you'd be ordering it up. And I just want to try it because pizza is one of my favorite foods on the face of the planet. I could just about eat a slice of pie – Every day of the week, and I don't know if I'd ever get sick of it. It's no, 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 because I eat it for like 13 years in school from kindergarten to the 12th grade. That that rectangle piece of pizza every day, I did not stray from that. The crazy part is, I very rarely eat pizza here now. And I, I mean, I I knew my entire life, I knew how much better the pizza was there. Uh, but getting older and getting fatter and in dieting and all sorts of other shit, I just don't. I'm not gonna say no to pizza all the time. I don't. I just don't go out of my way to get pizza. I'm certainly not eating any of the uh, the major delivery people. I'm not. I'm not eating Papa John's and Pizza Hut and Domino's and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And there's just a there's like two or three pizza places that I'm I'm all about here, and I very rarely go. But I make sure I get my absolute fill when I go home to Connecticut. I can't, and I'll I'll never remember it. Uh, you may, it may come to you, but uh, when my father was alive, he was in a assisted living facility in the Highlands, not too far away from this place. And I used to go pick him up on Wednesdays, and we'd go over there and get, it was really good pizza. They had like this Bigfoot slice you could get with all the meat. And they had a good beer selection. It's over there near La Fonda, if you know what I'm talking about. Talking about and, Fellini's? Fellini's, that's it. Fellini's is a good slice of pie, I think. Uh, it's not bad. I feel like Fellini's is a lot. Like I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from their pizza. It's not the best I've ever had. It's certainly not the worst I've ever had. Uh, atmosphere though, through the roof. Like it, like getting a slice there is just a good time every time. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what I don't like that a lot of uh, people around here like is Mellow Mushroom. Not a fan. Uh, see, I don't not dislike a it. A lot of <clears throat> lot of fresh ingredients and stuff like that. I don't the the whole wheat crust. Not not super huge on that. It doesn't get very crispy, even if you tell them well done. I'm, I'm a crispy crust guy. Um, but Mellow Mushroom, phenomenal salads. 
Oh, so I know this is a uh, Atlanta sports podcast, and we're on, we're on the pizza train right now. But I'm just going to say this one thing, and then I promise you, we will get to some sports talk. Pizza Hut, circa like 1984, when they had the salad bar and uh-huh. like the tabletop Pac Man Galaga combo. Yep, that was a fun night. If you came home at any time in the 80s and early 90s and your parents said, get in the car, we're going to Pizza Hut, it was on. It was on like Donkey Kong. They had this all-you-can-eat like pizza and salad thing during the week in the summer times, and they served – you could get pitchers of beer. Like, it was a pizza joint, and that's what – I miss Pizza Hut when it was a pizza joint. Yeah, but that was – yeah, that was real. That was real back then. Yeah. The nice – the pan pizzas with the the nice grease. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It came to your uh to to your table bubbling like in yeah deep dish, man. They had a jute box like it was a you could read books all summer for a personal pan. Exactly. What was that called? Book it. I think is what it was called. Book it. Well, we're gonna book it off of uh, pizza talk, and we're gonna switch gears and go to the reason why we're here, which is believe in Atlanta sports, and we're gonna kick it off. Since we're right in the thick of it, we just got on the other half uh, of the All Star break. The Atlanta Braves. Hey, man. You know what? <clears throat> They've uh, stumbled out of the gate, and that's okay. That's because they all had to play in the All-Star game. Yeah, a lot of them had to play in the All-Star game. We did not hit very well in the All-Star game, and that's fine. But the the point that I brought up is, again, still, and you know, this is for uh, probably people that don't listen, or maybe there are people that hate us and they do listen. Mm-hmm. It's everybody, you know, got all over the socials and said, oh, we'll probably, they were Randy Quaid from Major League Two. Oh, well, they'll probably blow the lead now. We're done for. We suck. And it's like, God, come on, man. We were literally the hottest team in baseball for a month and a half. We could not be stopped. In June, we went 21 and four. I mean, just an incredible run. And we both said we didn't like it. Because the hottest, best team in baseball, uh, even though it does happen, has happened, rarely takes home the big enchilada. You don't, usually don't win the big trophy. So we said, hey, man, it'd be nice if we just simmered off a little bit. And then, and, you know, we start getting freed in some of these guys back, and, and we start getting into August, uh, September, and we pick it back up and, and steamroll in the playoffs, and we take this home, we take this thing home and get us another World Series. And... It really just is, I think, the majority of our fan base doesn't really truly understand the finer points of professional baseball. And the thing, uh, I guess one of the things I'll talk about is Mike Soroka. They made these trades. They sent him back down to AAA, and everybody is saying he's done. What are the Braves doing? This is ridiculous. I don't understand it. Let me tell you, Alex Anthopoulos doesn't take a shit without a plan, Okay. Number one. Number two, Mike Soroka is a young guy. He's a competitor, but if anybody knows uh, anything about pitching, those guys have somewhat fragile psyches. Because look at Mike Fultonevich. I'll use Eesh. the I'll use the 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 catchword that everybody uses when they talk about a major league pitcher, electric stuff. Big time stuff, big league stuff. I watched the guy pitch really deep into some no hitters at least three times. But the mental aspect of the game, he just couldn't, too for much, lack of a better too term, much for him. wrap his head around it, you know? So it ended up being his downfall. He would uh, he'd beat himself. You could see him sometimes beating himself up on the mound when he made a mistake, and they'd have to go talk him down or whatever. So anyway, 
the Braves are protecting that investment because they know what Mike Soroka was. They know what he is. They know what he can be. Sitting where we're sitting right now, at our, we're almost 30 games above 500. we We're like 28 right now. No need to rush him back. You've got to build up their psyche, their stamina, their strength, their endurance, their confidence. These are all little facets that you've got to nurture and take care of because you've got several million dollars in that arm. And for two years, he had an Achilles injury. You can't throw. You can do some soft tosses and some stretching and, some, and workouts. So, and they were off. So it gets him some more work. So I think everybody on that front, you, you just need to simmer down a little bit or get some CBD toilet paper and calm your ass down. Damn right. Because it's going to be okay. Well, it, I mean, there's just a lot right now. And everybody's – we talked about this before we started recording, but we talked about uh, everybody freaking out about Shohei Otani. He's, he's off the board now, but, like, that, that would have been – who doesn't want Shohei Otani on their team? Like everybody should want Shohei Otani on their team, but nothing, not a single thing Alex Anthopoulos has ever done led you to believe he was going to overpay in a trade for a guy just to have to overpay to keep the guy. Like it just didn't, it didn't make any sense. Now I can understand how some people are getting a little nervous that we aren't making m- more moves um, right now because we are slumping a little bit for lack of a better term. Uh, we didn't come out of the gates hot, but uh, you, I have faith in this squad. Um, why and why wouldn't you? What if what have they done all season to show us otherwise? Baseball's cyclical, man. People get cold. People slump. It happens. Well, and you get you it, it all. The way it all happens is the the tough part too, especially the way the media is right now. But you have you you come off the All Star break. You. Um, Freed's going into his rehab assignments, then he gets sick. So he gets bumped back a week or however many days he gets bumped back. So now everybody's getting more tense and more nervous. Uh, something's wrong with Freed. We're not going to get Freed back in time, yada, yada, yada. And and all the while, we're not signing the people that you want to sign. And the Dodgers are out here signing people. And other people are signing people. And now you're getting really nervous. But I, whether or not you're nervous – doesn't mean that there isn't a plan in place. So yeah. to your point, Alex Anthopoulos knows what he's doing, and he's never giving us any reason to doubt what he's doing. And people think last year because of, you know, God, it was just such a terrible timing situation for us with people coming off of, of being sick and, mm-hmm. and freed not being 100% in the playoffs, and all that stuff happened all at once. And it seemed like – you know, you got to find somebody to blame for why that was the way that was. And you you can't. It was bad timing. It, it sucked. It sucked the way that it ended. But, you know, it it is what it is. This team, though, what we've watched for a little more than half a season right now, it it's, it's special. There's many people doing many special things <clears throat> on this squad, and, and we've been doing it without the pitching. I've said it a million times on this podcast into you standing in a, in a restaurant kitchen somewhere. We, we've said it several times over the years, but the Braves once again are topping themselves and putting together perhaps one of, if not the finest season of Braves baseball we've ever witnessed. And again, like you said, what has AA ever done for us to doubt him or question him? You know, and, and look, 
if all these people and I see you see me on Twitter all the time, I'll say it's a good thing you don't run things down there. It's a good thing you're not in charge because we would be terrible. And I like I, I don't know, man. I guess it's just a personal problem I have. Like if you're gonna comment, please come to the table with something in, intelligent. Have some facts, you know, like everybody, <clears throat> all these guys on Twitter, and I thank them for following us, but they're they're those hot take fuckers. They're like, oh, Freed suffers setback. No, he didn't. He got a cold. Yeah. That's not a setback. Yeah, it, so, like, for the literal term, he got pushed back a little bit because he got sick, but, like, physically he didn't get injured again. He yeah. didn't re-injure something. Uh, but, you know, when you talk about, like, the hot takes and everything like that, you it's... It's so weird that you can't just say, or not everybody, but for the most part, people can't just say, man, I really hoped we went and got that guy. I was really hoping we would go get that guy. Instead, now it's, oh, we didn't get him. We had an opportunity to get him. We could have got him. That That's it. It's done. <laughs> it's all over. That, yeah. that one guy we could have got, it could have been it for us, and we don't we don't care uh, if we don't make a move for Shohei Otani, we don't we don't care about winning this year. If we do it now and mortgage the future of the exactly. franchise to get one this year, we don't care. The Braves don't care. I man, it's too much. Well, first of all, so let's talk about Otani and why him or any other players of his ilk, and this is what I texted you, will never be in Atlanta. First of all, anywhere he was going to go, and don't look now, the Angels have a, a, a winning record. There's seven or eight games. That they're in it. They're like five or six out. They made some moves and got some arms and some other stuff. They're still not done. So he's staying. He's off the trade block. He's not going anywhere. They're going to try to make a push. But here's two. Any team that was going to get him, some idiot on Twitter said, we'll give him Ozuna, Cash, and Von Grissom. Well, that wasn't going to get it done. That wasn't even going to get you on the phone. <laughs> to get Otani anywhere, it was going to be a king's ransom. A king's ransom. And then? And we weren't on the brink. We're the best team in baseball. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You may want to tweak it a little bit or fine-tune it. But it wasn't like if we didn't get him, we weren't going to the playoffs and potentially winning the World Series. It wasn't a make or break. And it wasn't like, well, Austin Riley's uh, getting older and Acuna's almost out of here. And No, man. These guys are in the beginning of this contract. We are set up for long-term success. I could see if we were the Falcons, it's like, man, that window's starting to shut. Maybe we should get this guy. But it's never been the Braves' way. And this, this is what Anthopolis does. And Anthopolis does it the way the Braves have always done it. They're never, ever going to mortgage the future to bring a guy in for half a season, a rental, and then because, hey, without breaking a sweat, and I'll tell you, they didn't name the guy, but an MLB executive, when, when they asked how much his contract would be, and this guy said $600 million, this executive, this unknown executive said, it's not high enough. So over a half a billion dollars, that'll never happen. Not in Atlanta. No. Not not now, not ever. Not I, never, I, ever, ever. And I'm glad, but you have to – I'm watching this whole thing thinking, like, I, if I'm the Angels, like, that that's the smartest move. You have one of the most polarizing players in, in recent history in Shohei Otani who pitches and yanks the ball uh, out of the park at a, at, a, at a rabid pace, and you have this guy, and you have an opportunity. If somebody bites, if somebody thinks, man, we really got to get him and we got to do anything to go get him – and you can just take them for everything that they're worth, you make that trade for the future of your franchise. You take your asset at its peak 
and you trade it and you you, you put the future of your franchise ahead of uh, what you have right now because that guy is a, a cash cow. That guy's a golden goose. He just keeps mm-hmm. laying eggs because everybody wants to see him. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he only pitches every five days. He's out there every single day. If you're lucky enough to catch him on a day where he's pitching, then awesome. But either way, you're going to get to see him in some respect. But that's you, you have to dangle him. You have to dangle that carrot because you have an opportunity potentially to better your franchise for the future. You see you're not going to get anywhere near what you want for him. You reel it back in, and then you do what they're doing right now. He's making some moves and trying to push forward. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Trout's hurt right now again, which sucks for them because that that'll that hampers, you know, what you're trying to do here. But uh, man, you got to try to you got to try to win now if you want to keep him or if you want him to stay interested. Otherwise, he's just going to be a Dodger. Well, Mike's getting old too, man. He's no spring chicken anymore, and he's not old. Old. He's 31, but he's also been dinged up. He's got a oh, bad yeah. back. So he's getting older. Now, you'd think in the next two or three years, that's 31. But I don't know, man. I think Trout may be done by the time he's in his late 30s. Maybe. I'm just guesstimating because he has been hurt a lot. That back is bothering him. And he is young. But And 31 to like 35, or they say, are like you're you know, kind of prime. You know, you really crank out some numbers. and But he's been playing for – at 31, he's already been playing for a very long time. And that's what the Angels have right now. They have Mike Trout, Otani, and, and a couple other decent guys. I honestly couldn't name a single <clears throat> other person on the team. Well, I don't know how much money they have. I don't know how rich they are as a club. I don't know what they have to spend. But I don't know what the talent – I mean, I guess I could look into this uh, and see what they got down on the farm. I don't know what kind of talent they have on the farm. I don't know what kind of money they have. But I would like to think that Trout's uh, contract's got to be up pretty soon. Or I, I would say this offseason, if the Angels don't do some serious work – they could stand to lose both of them because they want to win. And I think the only place Mike Trout goes, and it's because he's from here, is Philly. <clears throat> I, don't think, I, I don't think he'd go anywhere else. Otani can literally go wherever he wants as long as somebody can pay him. I see the Mets or the Yankees probably getting him. Maybe the Red Sox. Red Sox got money. Um, Not the Dodgers? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe he does Well, Put it to you, I don't know what kind of person Otani is, but him and his agent are going to make sure he goes to the highest bidder. I don't think it's going to be about anything. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe he will. Maybe maybe it'll be about chemistry for him and where he feels good. I, I would love it if he went somewhere and took less than what what, he, what was offered. Well, he wants he wants to win, so I, yeah. I mean, how bad do you want to win? I mean, I get, just what's his level of greed in his agent? That's the only other question I would have. How greedy are you? How badly do you want to win? Because, hey – Braves might give you two or three hundred million for a long time. They might go that high, but you're not getting another penny. So if you want to win, come to Atlanta. I just that's the thing. Guys like that, I don't ever want them in Atlanta. If if they're going to raid the pantry, and by the way, the Braves don't have a lot in the pantry. It's all up here now. So I don't even know that we had the the goods to even entertain a trade because we weren't giving up Acuna or Albies or any of those guys. We weren't trading any of those pieces. But I don't ever want to mortgage the future or tie up a shit ton of money in one player like those bozos in Flushing. They tied up over $86 million in two old rag arms. And let us they're good pitchers, but come on. They're in their early 40s. They're starting to wind down. That's a lot of money. And half a billion, $600 million, 
There's nothing left to sign anybody else. Well, I mean, it depends on who you are. Right? Thank God, you know, thank God baseball doesn't have a salary cap. You can go as high as you want. You just better be prepared to pay the luxury tax and all that good stuff, you know. But so, again, I don't know. I, I just think we are the minority. And, and I guarantee you, if you and I walked into a boardroom with Alex Anthopoulos and talked baseball for a little while, he'd probably be like, you guys have a pretty, pretty good grasp of the game. <laughs> and some of these people would get laughed out of the room because the things you say are just nonsensical and – you just don't sound like a good baseball person. Like I don't well, know. I mean, like, not that it matters. I, I get. Know. I get that everybody. I, you want him. He's shiny, of course. Like, it, like I said, there's there's no reason to not want Otani on your team, except for when it comes to the business end of everything. Like yeah. as a baseball player, hell yeah, everybody wants him on the field for him. But when it comes to paying and and, and what you'd have to get up to give him, it's it's not worth it. Juicing worth the squeeze. Lest we not forget, he's already had Tommy John surgery too. I'm just saying, he's already had an injured arm. And when you're pitching and you're DHing, like, you know, how, how, what's, what's the wear and tear going to be like? I don't know. I wish nothing bad on him, but just imagine like spending all that money and then that's what happens. Yeah. All that money just to, for an injury or something like that to, to take it all away from you. I think the Braves are easily maybe top seven in payroll, maybe even top five. But look what we're doing with guys that aren't getting paid that much. I mean, and, and again, I know we've, you know, broken record. Nobody beat them and made them sign. But why did they sign? Yeah, why? Listen, we're going to go with Snit and we're going to go with Double A. We're going to yeah. go with them doing their jobs very, very well and the culture in Atlanta being uh, a, a great place to play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a class organization that is dedicated to winning and dedicated to getting the you know doing the things that, that that we need to win. It's and we've said it before. It's the perfect balance between analytics and old school baseball. Snicker and AA are dialed in. They have a perfect marriage, and we're set up to be around for a long time. And and just I don't know, man. I guess I just you know me. I've always said it. I I'm not a hypothetical guy. I don't give a shit who would win a boxing match between Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali because the shit ain't ever happening. I don't give a shit about talking about Otani coming to Atlanta because it ain't ever happening. I don't care about what if this team played the 95 Braves. Well, they literally can't unless Doc Brown just zooms in with and we load up Mr. Fusion and go back to the future. It can't happen. I don't care. It's not real. So let's talk about what is real. That's me in a nutshell with sports. You know, it's like, uh, whatever. You know, would Joe Namath in Alabama play Tim Tebow in Florida? Who would win? Never going to fucking know. Who, who cares? cares? Stop wasting my time. If that's what you want to talk about, talk about it. I ain't talking about it with you. Because it's, it's, it's fairyland. It's not, it's not, it can't happen. Rob has left the chat. I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm leaving the chat. As soon as you get in there with some dumb shit, I don't I just don't care anymore. I like talking about I'm a realist. I'm a, I'm very I'm probably one of the realest people I know. You know me. I will straight up tell you like it is, regardless if it hurts your feelings or not. It's the truth. <laughs> so I just don't play that game. And I don't I don't speculate either. I just look at it the situation for how it is and, and again I just I'll never understand that, these fans that have this great product on the field night in and night out in Atlanta, and it's still not enough. And I just, I'll never know. I want to ask one of them. So maybe, maybe, maybe we go to a Braves game and, just, and find one, just start talking to people. Hey, and we'll know after about three minutes what kind of, if they're one of those fans. And I'll be like, what is it? What, what, what's enough for you? How is this not enough? 
How about the fact that since 1990, the Braves have been one of the one of the winningest organizations in all of baseball? What have we been to now? Eight, nine World Series, something like that, in twenty something years, thirty something years. So I've always had the I've always had the conversation <clears throat> with like I I get at a certain point we're getting so close and not getting it is becomes frustrating. I get that, but like big picture, like you could be a team that never has a shot. Yeah, you know what I mean. It could just be really terrible all the time. Could so be the like, Mariners. Well, just saying, some really good. Could be the Angels. Games. Angels hadn't done shit in a while, a good long while. They went to a World Series, but that's been a god with the Rally Monkey. Was that like two thousand seven? So, I feel like something when when Joe Madden was still there coaching them up. And I don't remember how. It's been a while though. It's been a long time since the Angels were relevant. What's another crappy uh, – the, uh, the Indians, 2016, with that cut. That was a great World Series, Indians-Cubs. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't understand it. And it's like that with everywhere, you know. Like, we could have the most dialed-in Falcons team, but if fucking Dak Prescott was available, well, we got to get him. Why? Well, yeah, that's what That was our the correlation earlier, that Shohei Otani and Lamar Jackson comparison. Like, both of those guys would have cost – us to mortgage yeah. the franchise mm-hmm. just yep. in order to try to win immediately. But the Falcons were nowhere close to being in the same realm of space that the, the uh, Braves are in baseball. Like it's not, it's not even close there, but yeah. yeah. And you know, so I guess to wrap up the, the, well, no, we got one more thing. Cause I, I cheated and I looked on your paper, uh, Marcelo Zuna, you know, he's always the hot button. Uh, is always something you can talk about. He was, he was doing really well. He was hitting the ball well, but now you uh, you have you are thinking that maybe he's going to turn into a pumpkin. Well, no, that's uh, honestly it's not me thinking that he's going to turn into a pumpkin because we've seen like could he sure, but like we we've we've seen what he can do. We we've seen him pull out of that, and and who knows, man, he could just it. He's having a bad July so far, but man, who who knows? Like it, it's everything else that the team has going on right now. Like I, I've seen him play very well this year, so I'm not worried. I'm not as worried as I was when he started off this way. So if this is going to be a slump that he goes through, that's fine. But ever, uh, you know, everybody else is like, Oh, we need it. We need a left fielder. We got to go find a left fielder. We got to get a left fielder right now. Like, I, sure. Like do would I mind <laughs> bolstering the lineup. You don't know about Eddie Rosario either, but like it, it's so weird because legitimately right out of the all-star break we stumble a little bit it's not it doesn't feel like the same as it was before. tear it all yeah. down tear yeah. it all down start over <laughs> but like this is like the first sign of adversity all year and it's not mm-hmm. even that bad no like we just not, took two out of three not. from milwaukee like it you know you, you you lose two to the red Sox, and and what whatever man yeah it's okay it's not it really is not that big of a deal now if it keeps going, then you start to worry. But like right now, right after the All Star break, and I, I really, I truly believe this. Like some people get a chance to rest. The whole team, the vast majority of the team, participated in all the festivities and all that stuff, and no, yeah. they, they didn't get a chance to rest. They didn't get a chance to do that. They traveled across the country and, and came back, and then you know here we are. It didn't slow down for them. Well, that's another thing too, and we talked about this before we hit the record button. Baseball is a very, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Like cyclical, cyclical, but like you get in a groove, you get hot, 
You know, we talk about teams that finish out their series too early and they sit around for four or five days. It's like a light switch, man. And, and yes, a lot of our players did go up there, but they played one game in a week. And it was a fun game. You know, they, they had festivities and other things. If you don't think all those baseball players run up there, out there somewhere drinking and, and having a good time and blowing off some steam, you're crazy because ball players love to party. Baseball players are some partying SOBs. I know because I was one. So I'm telling you, a few days off and, and you kind of get out of that mindset, you get out of your groove, it can mess with you. And look, the Braves are too good not to get back in a groove. Trust me, you're going to be glad this happened when we heat back up and get Kyle Wright and Freed back and kind of make that strong push to the end of the season. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, if you're not if, – if you want to look at this in any type of way, look at it as you're glad it's happening now. Yeah, better it now than later. Right. Look at the Phillies. The Phillies were just meh all year, and then they got hot and went all the way into the World Series. Braves did it the year before. They didn't start until August 15th, I think, and they just kind of turned it on. So, yes, please, if we're going to slump and have some uh, hiccups, now, right now. Because guess what? We ain't losing that lead. Mets ain't, Mets ain't coming back. Phillies still. Look, we've lost three of the last ten, and the Mets are, the Phillies are still ten games out. Still. So they're not, it's not like they're playing great either. And, and the Braves are going to be just fine. Just fine. And, and you know, uh yeah, I, I think this is the last year of Ozuna's deal. I think he's done. I think this is the third year of that three-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. So he's done anyway. I don't, I don't, know, I don't think the Braves resign him. I think they let him walk. But, as you put it, though, another signing, the, the best hair in baseball. We got Travis back for a couple more seasons. I think there may be an option for a third. I didn't, I didn't read all the fine print, but he, we definitely got him locked up for two more seasons. Uh, so he's going to be back there catching with us. And Sean Murphy. So, yeah. Do you hope maybe in the offseason we find an everyday left fielder and stop platooning? Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, that'd be nice. But, I, hey, look, I, do, I still don't understand how the Braves have done what they've been able to do this year with the pitching problems and the, and the injuries and Jesse Chavez and A.J. Minter and, and the like. We've somehow still managed to be one of the best pitching teams in all the league. Both leagues. And right now, even after losing three of seven, we are still the A number one best team in baseball, hands down. It, it's 162 games, guys. You're not going to go 162-0. and 0. The Braves weren't going to post up another 21-4 and 4 July. So, I'm... I'm fine, and the rest of you should be fine because what's going to happen is you're going to go, oh, yeah, uh, Rob and the commissioner, they were right. Mm, we should have been listening to them all along. We, we should listen to them more because they actually know what the fuck they're talking about. But we should eat a gummy and relax and listen to them exactly. on a weekly basis. Just eat a gummy, turn on, turn on 680, the sham, I mean the fan, listen to the game. So, and, and everything's going to be just groovy. Everything's the Falcons are going to be fine. The Falcons are going to be fine, man. And let's let's just go ahead and, and, and see how I'm talking now. Just calm. Just everyone. It's going to be okay. I kind of want to paint happy trees. So, we are going to go to New Orleans this year. And probably not for a Falcons game, but we're going to find that little Cajun runt, Matt Pino, and waterboard him. Because I said the Falcons would post a winning record, and he made it seem like that was the most outlandish thing he's ever heard and for those of you guys that don't know, we used to work with this cat. He he is uh, he looks like Jimmy Hart kind of, 
from WWE. <laughs> He's got this beard, and he had this. He used to have long hair. I don't know what he looks like now. I think he has like twelve million kids now. Uh, all of a sudden. But uh, we used to work with him, and he's a Saints fan, and and he is the mouth of the South. That dude, as long as I knew him and worked with him, he never shut up. He was always talking about something, and more than likely, it was trash talk coming out of his mouth. And uh, I don't know what his deal is, and I don't know what anybody's deal is that thinks the Falcons will not be much improved and post a winning record, may even, in our crappy division in the South, even win it. But the more, the biggest thing I'm excited about Mr. Sellers, I got invited to every tailgate. I got my – it's Facebook official. He sent me an invite to every home game, every tailgate. I accepted. No school this year. Last year I was in school on Sundays, and I worked. I don't have anything to do on Sundays this year. Seems like a verbal commitment. The funds, the funds are a little tight, so it might be, hey, I'll watch the tailgate spot and find a bar close by and watch the game because I can't afford a ticket to get in. We have a TV – there you go. But I'm, I'll be able to get into a couple games. And uh, actually, I'm about to purchase some more United tickets, Kamish. So we'll be down there in the Delta Club watching that. I have been to more soccer games this year than Braves games. You believe that? I don't like that. I don't either. Uh, you know, we're home this weekend. I might go to the game tomorrow. Uh, my buddy Reeves, uh, do you know Reeves? Mm-hmm. He, he just moved here uh, from Athens. Uh, he left his longtime uh, teaching job down there in Athens. Lives right over by Terrell Mill. He's got an apartment. Really? Yeah, we could probably walk to the stadium from his house. I was going to call him up and be like, what are you doing tomorrow? Let's go to a game. I'll, I'll come check out your new apartment. But, uh, yeah, I've only been to one game this year. I took my buddy Lee down, and uh, we talked about this last episode, and uh, watched the Braves put a shellacking on the Marlins because he's a Marlins fan. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's digress back into uh, Falcons talk. Camp, some players have arrived. They are there. Camp hasn't officially started yet, but I'm excited. I'm excited to hear Ritter news. I'm excited to hear, uh, you know, how he's progressing, what he's been doing in the offseason. I'm excited to see some practices and and some drills, and I, I, I want to hear pads crunching, and maybe we can get down there to the uh, to the facilities this year. I've never been. I've always wanted to check it out. Uh, Flowery Branch is awesome. We could swing by our good friend Christy and Rick Campfield's house. They're not too far from there. I even think their address, their mailing address, I think is Flowery Branch. I'm, yeah, I think you're right. Not to mention we could get a good idea of how long <clears throat> it's going to take us to get to see Dylan Rayola play football. Well, not long because like I texted you, Buford usually typically plays North Cobb every season, first game of the season. And it's in North Cobb. Even if it isn't, I'll drive to Buford. And for those of you who don't know, Dylan Riola is probably the biggest uh, 24 commitment the Georgia Bulldogs have. He's a he's a quarterback, and uh, he's supposed to be supposed to have the goods. I, I I just I'm excited. He's coming here to play at Buford. He'll play his senior season in Georgia. He's originally I think from Chandler, Arizona, uh, somewhere out there. I think can't remember off the top of my head what happened with that. Something something happened to where he needed to come here to play with his school. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get to you on that uh, next episode. But uh, yeah, I, I will greatly enjoy seeing him play. But uh, but the facilities at Flowery Branch are are awesome. Like that, it's a it's a really really cool place. I've been there a few times for um, a couple of preseasons. Man, it's been a minute though. God, um, I just wonder have they opened it back up? Because I know during COVID and stuff, they kind of limited things. And I think it's I, I think training camps open like I've they, some of them are open to the public. Um, and they usually get a pretty damn good crowd. They have a nice, like, 
I, I don't know if it's changed since the last time I was there, but they had this like giant hill and everybody, everybody hung out on the hill. And then right when, um, camp was over, they, every day is like a different position group comes mm-hmm. up and signs autographs for everybody. I, I actually got lucky when I went and I got Matt Ryan's autograph. It was quarterbacks and offensive linemen. I think that day, man, uh, you know how you, when you switch phones, sometimes you lose shit somehow. Yep. I met Matt Ryan so many times working at Del Frisco's and Buckhead. Took pictures with him on the stairs, shook his hand when he came in the door. You know, uh, our guy Michael Clark, who was our front of the house manager and our uh, sommelier buddy, would come back and say, Robert, Matt, you know, is out at the table, and he he had the filet. He just wanted to pay his compliments, and I'd go out there, and he'd be like, hey, that was great. We weren't best friends or anything, not on a first-name basis. He did, I think he just always said, hey, chef, or hey, anytime he walked in or we got a picture on the stairs, hey, chef, how you doing? So, anyway. It's not like we were pals. We weren't, uh, you know, playing D&D together or anything. And who even knows if Matt Ryan's a Dungeons & Dragons guy? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I I did hear he's going to be doing some announcing, so I I don't know if – is he hanging it up? He hasn't made the official announcement that he's retired or retiring. Uh, I I think it's one of those things where he's got the gig if he wants it, unless he goes back and plays football, but – One of those situations. I do have a question for you. Have you seen a picture of Coach Smith's mustache? No. Hmm. He's sporting a real... He looks like Spencer Strider's dad. Great. I (laughs) I love what we got going on here in Atlanta. Um, Yeah, the stash. Fear the stash. Man, I'm excited for the Falcons. I I don't think he's on any kind of hot seat because, again, he probably inherited one of the worst if not the worst rebuild and, uh, you know, uh, financial situations ever. So this is just year three. I think I think the expectation for me this year is just marked improvement. What, what is your expectation for this season? <sighs> above 500, obviously. It definitely above 500, but it's one of those things where this is like the, the – and we've talked about this numerous times on the show, is the, this is the first time I'm going to really be critiquing Arthur Smith, and obviously this is the first time you get to put a squad together. You've been you've been pinching pennies for the last few years, and honestly, we talked about this multiple times as well. It it was kind of impressive what you were able to do with with so little, mm-hmm. um, which is also why I'm so shocked that like people are thinking. Is, I've seen some people predict us to be worse than we were last year. Oh, they, they're wild. stupid. Mouth breathers, yeah. window lickers. But it's just, like, I just don't, it doesn't It doesn't make any logical sense to say that, but I'm hot takers. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's one of those things where you just, you you look at what, what we've done, and, you know, I'm, I'm real close to the situation. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm a homer, I, and I love it, and I love hearing stories about, you know, Clark Phillips and Drake London going at it in practice, and then apparently those two having beef in college. Well, they did for and, sure. And, and then Clark Phillips jumps around in practice and, and picks picks off Drake London, and Drake London is pissed about it. I love that. Yeah, man, pushing each other. Absolutely iron sharpens iron. Yeah. They faux show make jokes about uh, Dan Quinn's old old sayings. Um, Space. He used to say that a lot. Dan Quinn said the word space so many times in his press conferences it wasn't even funny. But but we there's a lot to be excited about and I I just don't I'm I'm ready for it to happen. I'm ready for it to be here. All every time I hear something about what Bijan did amazing in 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 practice I I just I just can't wait. I yeah, can't man. Wait. 
It's going to be great, and I'm just excited. I've never met the uh, Mr. Sellers. I never met him. I hear he's a great dude. I look forward to meeting him. I'm, Fantastic I'm, human being. I'm, I'm thankful he invited me to his podcast, and I'm also thankful that he is probably the sole reason there's anybody in Australia or New Zealand listening to our podcast because I know he was uh, advocating for us while he was there. But I just want to thank everybody uh, overseas that's listening because there's quite a few of you. I, I, I have the, the dashboard at home, and I look, and we've also eclipsed 1,000 all-time downloads. And given what we've been up to, uh, you know, as far as inconsistency goes with schedules, and let's face it, we kind of fizzled out a little bit, but that's okay because everybody says it takes a couple of three years to get something like this launched and off the ground and running. And, you know, we're, uh, we did talk to Jared today. And uh, we're going to be getting some training from him, so look forward to the live show. Once we get rolling, man, I'm, we're going to start dropping some clips in there from the coaches and players, and we're going to have a really sharp product. I just know we are because uh, it, it seems like we're going to be able to be here most Friday nights, and uh, we'll take that and chop it up and give you some sports uh, podcasts for the following week. But <clears throat> I'm just excited to see this Falcons tailgate, the Bird Gang tailgate. I've heard about it for years, never been able to make it down there. I have personally myself seen someone drop a recliner up in that bitch. So it's going to be like a living room on the street, and it couldn't be in a better place either. It's right near the Tabernacle. That's a good little spot in downtown Atlanta. The big Coke sign. More importantly, Falcon's Wings. I haven't had Falcon's Wings in a long time. It's been over a year. I had them in the, when I was working at Gusson's with you, and I haven't had them since then. But, man. Special treat. Special good eats to precede the. Uh, oh yeah, there's going to be some games. Good eats. I'm I'm doing a brisket this year. I don't even care if I have to load my smoker up and haul it down there at like 3 a.m. and sit out there all night and into the morning and, and slice that sucker up. We're gonna have some brisket down there. We're gonna throw down. I'm gonna bring my hot sauce when it's ready and pass it out and, and have everybody sample it. And we're gonna have a fun season. But I also and hey, you guys uh, get on social media and, and give him a hard time too. Because uh, I tried to line up some Georgia games with the commissioner this year, and he doesn't want to go with me, guys. The commissioner does not want to go to any football games with me. He picked his own games out. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He, of course he wants to go with me, but uh, he's, he's got some different plans. And I had, uh, I had eyeballed Carolina because our good friend Bean is coming down, and they're doing their family tailgate in Athens. Old Miss, because I hadn't seen Old Miss play in, in quite a while. And uh, Tennessee and Knoxville, we got some friends I was going to try to round up, and, and I, a lot of my family members went to UT. So we're going to try to get a herd up and go uh, to Knoxville and watch Georgia whip on uh, Tennessee again. And that wasn't that wasn't <clears throat> necessarily a, a no. That was a, oof, it's going to be one hell of a season. Yeah, man. And, uh, Pro and know, college, it's going to be a lot of... A lot of ducats spent <clears throat> yeah. on uh, on travel this year, and we may we may bounce back and forth between Falcons and Dogs because now we're just talking football because it's knocking on the door. Everybody knows it, and uh, you know what's Georgia doing? They're going for three. Everybody and uh, you know Kirby at, at media days they they were ribbing him about the schedule, and his response was, "Come play it." Yep. Good luck. Come play it, and uh, and you'll have to forgive me, I, even though I've read it a thousand times. Like the motto this year is "Good never." Rest. Good never rests. So he's that's one thing he said is, you know, uh, you got to find your identity as a team, but you got to find your motivation. And, and I don't know. I guess, you know, maybe it's different with younger kids, but the motivation is, hey, let's become the first program in over 80 years to win three in a row. Brock, you know, Brock Bowers is motivated. Do you, you don't think he wants a third one? Of course he does. 
You don't think Carson Beck wants to put his stamp on Georgia uh, football history and, and, and continue the trend? Of course he does. I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't think of any reason why those guys would not be motivated to get out there and do what these past two teams was and just wreck people. So It's better never rest. Better never rest. There you go. Better never rest. Uh, that's the motto for this year. Better never rest. And you know Kirby's going to have them guys in there. You know He's going to be fired up. Because he's looking to make his mark, too. Do you know what's crazy about the Better Never Rest thing? What's that? It's the uh, the All Blacks. Yeah, I did read that, too, uh, that they got some uh, motivation from that team. Because the All Blacks did something stupid and won, like, I don't know, a kajillion in a row. Well, that's that's Jamie's, well, Mr. Sellers <clears throat> Yeah, the all, well, the all Blacks are arguably the Yankees of, uh, is it rugby or Australian rules football? It's rugby. So they're 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 no without not arguably without question they are the most legendary winningest baddest rugby team in all the world. I mean their their record is legendary, and it was really cool when they lost their teammate and they came out and did the whole dance. I think they do it for every game now, don't the they? The Haka. Yeah. Yep. So that was cool. They lost a teammate, and I, I think this has been years ago now. But that was that, that went viral and was all over the internet. And uh, they came to Vegas, or have they already come? Or, or uh, you were talking about you might go out there and see him with him. I don't know. Did that happen? That's a, that's actually supposed to be in the beginning of beginning of March next year. Hey, but put me on that list. I, I want to try to go to that. Sure. <clears throat> well, that was a, the whole plan was to be out there for uh, the beginning of the NCAA tournament, and if that coincides with the rugby, then it's going to be a perfect trip. You and Jamie can go watch basketball. I'll hit the casino or the ghost bar or something. I don't really oh. care, but I'll, I'll I'll definitely watch some All Blacks. Did you know they have professional rugby in America? There's a league in everything. It was on TV. Not I don't know. I couldn't tell you where I was at or what I was doing, but I looked up and yeah, there's teams in in the U.S. and they play. Well, if you're at the tailgate early enough, we watch rugby in the morning. Hell yeah! Well, hey, let's let's get a ball and play in the street, man. Let's play some street rugby. He's always got one on him. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, I'm fired up for football season this year because I haven't had Sundays off in a long time. Um, I don't I don't know how you've been able to finagle all these Sundays off working in the restaurant business for all those years. I don't know who you're paying, but uh, they are. Well, that's why you work the other six days. True, true. I I could just never get Sundays. There was a short time when I had Sundays and I watched a lot of NASCAR. Uh, but yeah, no more Sundays for me because I'm out of that business. I'm in the IT field, uh, trying to become a hot sauce uh, king. I've got my uh, own hot sauces brewing. I've got a ferment of two different flavors going on the shelf. And uh, man, if you're down at a Falcons game, you might just get a sample. Uh, I've got to go to better processing school and Mark's not going to like this because guess where I have to go? Georgia Tech. No. Georgia, for whatever reason, uh, they they are very – so let me start by, by saying this. Better processing school because hot sauce is an acidic food. It's kind of like a preparation handling course that you have to have or the FDA will not pick up the phone and talk to you. So I have to take it. Now, University of Georgia's program, because that's where I wanted to go. I went to Georgia, and I was like, hey, for my hot sauce business, let's go let's go dogs. You know, it's, uh, the, It might appeal to the people to know that I did all my work and this hot sauce uh, was, was made possible – with the help of the University of Georgia, but they're not offering the online course. They had a three-day course down in Griffin, and something happened with that, and they can't get it now. But I have to have it. <sighs> I got to go to Rocky Top. Gross. I have to pay the University of Tennessee. I could go to NC State, but I don't know. I don't want to be in the ACC. I don't want to be affiliated with them at all. You got to go way. up there for three days? 
I have to go to a course for three days on campus in Knoxville. Don't think I won't be strutting around in the red and black. I will. I, a fight could break out. I might get jumped, but I don't care. I'll hit him over the head with a bottle of hot sauce. <laughs> I think that might actually be better for your credibility than actually getting it in Athens is if you go up go up to Knoxville and and get some uh get some blood on your hands. Could be a few more uh you know paper sacks of money strewn about the campus that Jerry Jeremy Pruitt left behind. Uh he's what a PE you, oh teacher in Alabama now by the way. What if you called your hot sauce volunteers but T E A R S? Maybe I could do a special like uh, orange infused hot sauce. Uh, I don't want to give my name out because it's not copyrighted or trademarked, but I guess I could say that today is uh, July 28th, 2023, and it's just before 8 p.m., and this is the name of my hot sauce, and it's mine, and you can't steal it. This is proof right now, so I'll just throw it out there. It's Everett's. That's going to be the name of my hot sauce, and... I don't know how this turned into a hot sauce show, but we'll talk. Hey, sports people love hot sauce, though. We put hot sauce on our wings. We put hot sauce on our chicken. We started with pizza, and I, I guess. Yeah. Hot sauce goes with pizza. I, I also just love hot sauce more so than most things. that was my aunt and uncle. Uh, their last name was Everett, and they owned a big farm and nursery, and they grew. They had their own like nursery, flower store, pool supplies, all that. It's still called Everett's Nursery. My cousin uh, now runs it because my aunt passed away, unfortunately, my uncle's growing ferns, and he does some stuff. But anyway, I just always have a lot of great memories of being out at their farm when I was a kid in their land and playing in the greenhouses and, and uh, having cookouts and the family and, you know, go-karts and four-wheelers and just running around the pastures and all that stuff. And for some reason, it just kind of hit me that I could just hear somebody being like, hey, do you have a bottle of Everett's? You got some Everett's? It's like, oh, yeah, I got some right here. Everett's hot sauce. That's what I'm trying to do. So... Trying to get rich in hot sauce so I have more time for podcasting and sports. I love it. But, um, so, you know, uh, Georgia, man, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm not like, a, I don't know. I think I just want it too bad, and that's probably why it's not going to happen. Just three in a row just seems like a dream to me. And I know it's, you know, it's on Kirby Drive in Houston, I just and we got an easy schedule, but I just don't know, man. I don't know why. I, I have this trepidation that Georgia's not going to be able to three-peat. I want it so Probably bad. Probably because nobody else has done it. Since it's the Golden Gophers in the done. 30s. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that does, doesn't count. That does not count, yeah. but I, And that's what it is. Like, it, it could happen, but the more you think about it, the more you'll drive yourself crazy because this is going to be another one of those years where you don't know what we got till we start playing football. Yeah. And then you don't really know what we got either because – we're not going to be playing a lot of great football teams. Well, we don't think we're going to be playing a lot of great football teams. Um, but we won't know toward till more towards the end of the season. And, and But who knows? Like, this is another situation. We don't know what Carson Beck is. Yeah. We have no idea. Well, he should be plug and play. I mean, he's been in the system 100%. for a while now and, and uh, gotten seems- a lot of reps, a lot of snaps. He's a competitor. He's an athlete. He's a winner. You know, he's all that. He's a physical specimen. So he, he should fit right in. Uh, yeah, you know, like every on paper, you're like, oh, yeah, we, we're 100% going to make a run at this. And uh, just like we talk about Alex Anthopoulos, what has Kirby shown us that makes you doubt him in any way, shape, or form? Not a damn thing. Nothing. Neither has that team. I'm just worried because Munkin's out, Bobo's in, 
what's that going to look like? How's that going to be? I'm not saying Bobo can't do it. I just, you know, we got spoiled over two seasons. Munkin was here a little longer than that, but just those these two championship runs just spoiled. Uh, so, you know, that's it's. I don't think it's a question mark. I just think it's, man, we just have to wait until we put fingers in the dirt, you know? Yeah, and I can't, I can't wait because, again, it's just one of those rose-colored glasses. Yep. These last two national championships have been just incredible, and you throw a you sprinkle a World Series in, yeah. in there with it. Like, yeah. it, as much as, like, the, the stress of sports doesn't seem so stressful anymore. Man, we can find ourselves with another World Series as we enter the football sure. season, you know? Sure, uh, imagine, imagine if we bookend it with World Series national championship. National Championship, World Series, National Championship. If the, what what would that what is that? Man, I'm gonna have the biggest party at my house, and I'll probably have to send the girlfriend away somewhere because she will she won't want to come out with all those people. But man, we're gonna have loud music. I'm gonna play the Georgia theme song. I'm gonna be tomahawk chopping around the neighborhood, setting stuff on fire, yeah, flipping cars. Exactly, going because we've earned it. I'll tell you what, if any sports fan base has earned it, we have because we have endured. It's just funny. This is another thing, man. It's funny how all these people talk so much shit to us over the years. NFL fans, baseball fans, college football fans, the like. And now that it's our turn, they're all butthurt or, or just like not trying to have it. And, they and, don't want to hear it at all. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you should have kept your mouth shut. Well, you shouldn't have talked so much tr- smack to us and given us such a hard time because, hey – one of George's most popular songs says there's nothing finer in the land than a drunk, drunk obnoxious Georgia fan. What did you expect? Yeah, what did you think was going to happen when you hand us back-to-back national titles in a World Series and a six-year run of great baseball? The, the, problem, the problem is it, <laughs> you can dish it, but you can't take it. Exactly. If you could just, if you could just accept it, and hell, your, your Lord and Savior Nick Saban Started it out for everybody by telling y'all that they were in a rebuild. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody could handle it. Nobody wanted this to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad. Yeah, man. I still have to pinch myself sometimes. It tastes delicious. We talked about it at work today. I said, you guys are not going to be able to stand me during football season. I said, I already got my sign. I have a sign at work in my office. It's, uh, you know, of the state of Georgia, and it's back-to-back national titles. But I'm getting ready to dust off the old replica trophies and bring them to work and put them right there on the ledge of my office for all to see. But, boy, don't. Just get, like, the two trophies and then an under yeah. construction sign next to it. Yeah, don't 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 let Georgia slip up and lose one. We'll never hear the damn end of it this year. They'll, they'll, they'll try to take our titles away and say it was all a fluke and blah, 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 because people are dumb. But, well, yeah. And boy, man, I'll tell you what. I just I, I think Georgia's on the top of the mountain for as long as Alabama was. I think we're set up for that. And good gravy at the all offensive linemen. I, I sent you a text and it wasn't even I didn't even call them road graders. I said these these boys are earth movers. They are huge. Now you sent me the twenty twenty four yeah. commits, right? Mm-hmm. That average averages three forty five in six Five, yeah. six, five, three, forty-five is the average of those dudes. Those are large humans, Holy and that's shit. the average. There's a few of them that are like six, seven. Yeah, there's there's two six sevens and a six eight. Yeah, and a couple of six fours and a monsters, six, three. just monsters. And I say it all the time. People call me uh, say I'm a big, I'm a big guy. I am not. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, it was weird. I was in the garage the other night and I measured myself, and then I looked at it and I'm like, shit, I am pretty tall. <laughs> I don't feel it though, but I measured. I said, "Let me see," because I'm getting older. Have I shrunk some? 
And no, sure enough, I'm still 6'4", and yet I didn't have shoes on either. Everybody's like, oh, you got... No, no, I'm 6'4", in flip-flops or bare feet. Sorry, just get over it. I know you don't want to believe it, but I am. <laughs> but then, I, you know, I marked it, and I stepped back, and I was like, damn, I am a big dude. But these guys make me look tiny. I mean, I'm 6'4", like 210. And, and you know, like they, if, you're, if I'm on a pitcher's mound in baseball, you know, Joe Simpson's going, oh, there's a big kid out there. There's a big kid on the mound tonight. But 6'8", 365 pounds. Good Lord. That is insane. That, I mean, I, just, I don't think people – I mean, that's almost bigger than Jordan Davis, if not bigger. Speaking of that man – have you seen a picture of him lately? No, but I'm sure uh, up there in Philly, he's they've probably whipped him into shape, or oh. he's been eating too many sandwiches. No, no, no. It's it's scary. Like, he is in, like, insanely good shape. And that's what sucks is because all those defensive players, uh, you know, Georgia North, they're all going to push each other. And the, unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with the fact that the Eagles are probably going to be good for a while and win a Super Bowl or two. And that's just awful because I don't like Philly fans. I don't. Philly's actually a cool town. It is a really cool town, but I don't like a lot of their citizens. I got a nephew up there, him and his wife. Uh, Sarah is, is from up there. Um, ah, you know what's the what's the what's the, Westchester, right outside Philly. Um, so cool town, some cool people, but all in all, Philly kind of sucks. You know, sports fan wise, like they're just jerks. They're loud. All those, all, all the Yankee sports fans, all the Northern sports. I'm not saying we can't do some, you know, trash talk some trash and smack down here, and we don't have obnoxious, uh, you know, Southerners. But I just feel like it's more prominent up north that they're all a bunch of assholes, and just you know, they're always shooting their mouth off. But I've gotten into plenty of arguments with Philly fans. There's a few of them out there that I like. I call them the Philadelphia Sillies. Well, we all know uh, we have uh, probably the most hated Philly fan of all time. We used to work with him. You know who he is. We don't have to say his name on the air. His first name starts with a P. That's all I'll say. He knows who he is, too. But uh, anyway, uh, man, I'm just I am excited for football. It's coming back. And I think I'm more excited than I have been in a couple of years for the simple fact is I'll be able to go to some games this year, some live games on Sunday. I'll get to see the Falcons play in Mercedes-Benz, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, I just, hey, guys, get out if you can. Get down to the stadium. Let's cheer this team on. Get down to spring uh, uh, spring camp, summer camp if you can, man. Let's really get behind this team. I think that's one thing, too, that I know we, we've been behind the Braves uh, for several years now. But, you know, when the Falcons came home from that terrible uh super bowl loss i think there were like four people in the parking lot when they pulled into flowery branch and that was just sad let's let's get out there and and be that be that uh i think 12th man that we uh that we need to be that very important people don't realize how important the fans are uh to the team man they really are do play a kind of an integral role of uh we upgraded our seats this year oh okay yep yep i may be i may be priced out i may be up in the cheap seats with uh, a mountain goat and a Sherpa. <laughs> well, we're still we're still in the cheap seats. We just shifted in the direction of the 50-yard line. We just okay. slid down a little bit to get a, a bit of a different view, a little bit closer and a little bit further in. I, uh, I Yeah, but I, I can't stress that anymore. Like, this is going to be uh, a year where, you know, 
you should be optimistic. This is going to be a year where you're going to get to see like some payoff for the last oh, yeah. few years of us working hard to get through these last two years of, of, of salary cap hell. You're going to get to see, you know, a new, a new defense, a whole new defense. Uh, you're going to see hopefully a dynamic is on paper, a dynamic offense. You just hope it comes to fruition. Um, you're going to get to see whether or not Desmond Ritter is that guy or whether or not we need Desmond Ritter to be that guy. Um, but what we really need is some sort of home field advantage because we take it in the pants a lot. And I mean, you and I have been to Red Sox Braves games together and sometimes those are, are a 50, 50 split. Yeah. You know, they pack out, but I've been to some Falcons games where it's 60, 40, the other way. And that is uh, that's a miserable place to be, and I get I get that a lot of people aren't willing to spend money to go see something that is not not necessarily a great product. But if you're a fan, get in there, cheer your team on, and you may swing a couple of those games that they go the other way. We oh, need yeah. we need people in the stands, and I know momentum, baby. I know the stadium is set up the way that it is, and it is a cool place to hang out, and there are plenty of places to hang out. But get in your damn seats. Before the game starts, get there for kickoff, get loud, set yeah, man. the tone. Get rowdy. But I'll tell you this, and everybody knows this, you know, it's one in the trenches. Everybody says it. The battle's one in the trenches. And if we get consistent, solid offensive line play week in, week out, offense will take care of itself. That offense is high octane all day long. Every which way you high look. High octane. We've got weapons. And now – Commission said it a bunch of times. We 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 don't quite know what we have, but if Arthur Smith believes in him and says he's you know he has this great acumen and this good grasp of the playbook and he's mature and he's got and he's poised and he's he's doing the right things you know like he's got this Tom Brady Peyton Manning esque work ethic so it would seem he's always got his nose in the playbook and he's watching film and like he's literally commit and you heard him when he got drafted he said he's going to win a Super Bowl here. Now, I made fun of him. I was like, oh, my God, shut up, kid. Shut up. Just, sure. You know. But so it seems like he is all in, and he's, and he's committed to the system. He's committed to the process. He's committed to the training, and he's, he's that guy so far, it seems. And, again, we're going to find out when toe meets leather. But if you're a Falcons fan and you're being negative right now, I, I don't understand. There, there's nothing to be negative about. We, they, they made the moves. They got a great, young, good defensive coordinator. They've, they've revamped that defense. <clears throat> they, they've got the pieces. They got, oh, man, you know, Bijan, you know, nobody uh, really wanted him. I, I said maybe, you know, if he's there. But, but I, now that I think about it, I'm damn glad we got him. Now, the only thing is, you know, the only thing I worry about is how much Arthur loves to run the ball. And, you know, is that going to make Drake and, and Kyle mad? Or, or, you know, are they going to get their throws? Are they going to get their targets? Because if the run game's working, Ritter's going to be doing a lot of this, just handing it off, or, you know, some short passes and some screens and bubble screens and all that stuff. Well, so, I, I think that last year, for sure, I don't think, for sure the issue last year was Mariota couldn't really throw the ball. He's, he's not. He was not good. No. So we were forced to run the ball. And then when Ritter gets in with four games left in the season, you're down Kyle Pitts. So, again, you run the ball because of your your best receiver is getting double teamed. You don't really have anything else going. So, like, this year, 
there are there are so many targets. I, I saw a video of uh, uh, Matt Collins. That dude is an, a beast. I don't know what he's been doing in the offseason. But, but again, we have unknown commodities on the team. But also, with Kyle Pitts not starting on the pup list, he's going to be in the mix. You have these two guys who we could not, we physically could not get them the ball last year. Kyle Pitts, uh, Marcus Mariota couldn't hit wide open Kyle Pitts to save his life, and that dude has uh, what seven and a half foot wingspan, like something ridiculous. Like he he couldn't hit him at all. So now you have two guys. You have Jonu Smith. You got Patterson. You've got Bijan. You got Algier. You if you're it, again, you don't have to be the second coming at quarterback if you're Desmond Ritter. But our running game is going to open up, and we have weapons for you to throw to. They said they said he hit uh, Bijan Robinson. Uh, I guess Bijan shook Troy Anderson, a 4-4, 40-running linebacker, shook him, and I guess he hit him 50 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. Bijan reached up, tipped it, caught it, and kept it moving. And they said, you know, that's that's par for the course with what, what he's been doing. But if Ritter's if Ritter's pulling the trigger on fifty yard bombs and Bijan's going up and getting them, uh, what's going to happen what, when Pitts is open and when London's open? You already know that they have a little bit of a rapport between between Ritter and London. Mm-hmm. So, I, man, a couple of good tight ends on this team too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even consider Pitts a tight end anymore. I, I'm not going to call him that. He's not going to be used in that manner. I don't think uh, you could see him in the slot some, maybe even you know. Sure, he can uh, play anywhere. So, but you know, if that run game's dialed in, then you got to respect the run, which is going to open up the run game. But if they're throwing the ball all over the field like they can, if if Ritter can do it, I, I don't see why he couldn't. He's young, he's got an arm, he's got weapons. Then you got to respect the passing game, which what does that do? And now Opens up you. the run game. It looks like, I mean, I would say you know, short of you know, maybe some questions on the O line because they didn't shake it up too much, and they had a good, pretty good season last year. They did not they they did see some improvement. We can say that. So if those guys can keep it together and give him some protection and, you know, make some good lanes for Robinson and, and the other guy, which I don't know why I can't remember his name right Tyler now. Tyler Algier. Yeah, Algiers. He was the bell cow last year. So if you can get those guys some running lanes and, and design some plays, you know, like some, you know, like, again, some little screen passes, you know, some little come out of the backfield, dump it off, take off, you know, down the sideline. Anything. It just seems really balanced. You know, they've got a good weapons on on both sides of that offense. You know, you look out to the left and right and you got a guy that can go up and grab it. You look in the backfield, you got two studs. So it's kind of also split out and go grab it. Exactly. And, and throwing some tight ends into the mix, you know? So I, I, I just don't see it. I I don't understand when I get on Twitter and I see disgruntled Falcons fans, because I'm just nothing but excitement. There's nothing but excitement, man. And again, uh, you know, uh, Arthur's here for a reason. You know, uh, he's here for a reason. He's uh, got his shot at head coaching, and, uh, you know, I, I trust Arthur Blank has the team's best interest in mind. I have doubted it at times that he, did he actually have the team's best interest in mind. But, hey, man, this is kind of like uh, his first real season, I'll well, say. This is Arthur Smith's first real season with his guys, his coaches, his team, his things all implicated in place. Now here we go. And you, don't, I, I, you don't put on a mustache if you don't mean business. Hell no. Maybe I mean you know maybe he's uh, doing the Strider thing and it's going to bring him some extra power. You know, 
Maybe we'll maybe we'll bring some live chickens down there. What is I don't know. We'll talk to you. Talk to sellers uh, uh, before game one. What do they do in New Zealand? Like, can we like shear a sheep or something before the game? Or like, you know, what do you do in New Zealand for good luck before a sporting event? What, what are they out there like? I feel like they're out there headbutting the shit out of one another at a you rugby match we, or something. You know, what we do like, for good luck at the tailgate. Uh, we set Yankees hats on fire. Hey man, don't, don't tempt me with a good time. Mm-hmm. I will. I will spend a few hundred bucks at an Academy Sports buying in the bargain bin. I'll go sift through the bargain hat bin and find everything Yankee related I can. But to to appease the football gods, you have to talk someone wearing a Yankees hat out of their hat and burn that hat. Ooh. Well, you know, hey, those Falcons wings are that good. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. They're that good. Now, here's what we'd have to do. Here, all right. For those of you that don't know the commissioner very well, he's a, he's a wordsmith. He's a he's a talker. He's got a he's got I'd a be silky smooth with the words. He's got a a, a, a expansive vocabulary. He says words sometimes, and I'm like, I don't know what you just said because I'm not that smart. Here's your challenge. I think you can do it. I think you're up to it. I don't know what you're going to get if you win, but we'll come up with a prize. You got to talk a Saints fan out of their hat, and we burn it. You got to talk a Saints fan into giving up their hat, and we burn it. That's your challenge this year. Challenge accepted? Uh, sure. All right, see, challenge has been accepted. So we're going to try to film this. When, we, when the Saints roll, roll into town, we are going to go uh, Facebook Live or Instagram or whatever because we are going to uh, – we're a couple old dudes, but we spoke with Jared tonight about getting some some more uh, training and, and kind of brushing up on, on social media because that's how we – that's how you – that's how we're going to get you, Atlanta. It's not enough for us to sit here and talk and put out shows. We've got to get out there in the in we're the gonna, social world. We're going to TikTok. The Twitterverse, the TikToks. The, I think there's new stuff now that I don't even know about. We're going to thread <clears throat> you. I've heard about that. What about this bullshit with Twitter now? It's like if you go online, it's X. If you get on your computer and, and go to Twitter.com. Oh, yeah, he on, changed the logo. Yeah, X. That's dumb. Stupid. That's a dumb move. Twitter's already been losing money for years now. Now he goes and pulls this shit. Twitter's going to tank. Just as we're starting to get uh, up in, in the thousands of followers, we're about to hit 1,000 followers on Twitter. And, and you know, that's when I'll get gonna, us up and running on threads. We'll get, we'll, yeah. <clears throat> so, we'll merge. Anyway, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to really, uh, I, th- I think some big things are coming for Believe in Atlanta Sports because uh, we've, we've, we got a better vision and uh, we've worked on our schedules and, uh, I, you know, last Friday I, I was thinking that somebody, one of these fans that we pissed off because we make fun of their shitty attitudes and their lack of, like, true sports knowledge, like, maybe they went and, like, got a voodoo doll and put the onus on it or something because it really was like, oh, well, you know, the baby's going to be here Friday. Uh, we're going to have a C-section or, or induced labor. I'm like, well, got to go to Kennestone. And then they dropped some crap on me. Uh, this really high-level guy, he was like a senior infrastructure engineer and, like, a cyber guy. And a couple other people, like, at 5 o'clock today, you have to terminate them. And it's a process. Like, you have to remove them from, like, these permissions and groups and make a shared email box and all this crap. And I was like, well, there's no podcast tonight. Nope. So we didn't get to do one. But then I was like, God, man, can this just stop happening? And then uh, I talked to the commission earlier in the week, and I told my job. I said, this Friday, I'm out. I left at 448 today. I left 12 minutes early. I was like, I'm out, y'all. It was a really slow day. And I said, I got to go do a podcast because uh, I'm trying to make money at this and trying to make money selling hot sauce. So I don't have to do IT anymore. And I can just do podcasts and eat hot sauce and talk about pizza and Falcon's wings and 
jerseys. Man, I'm excited because I think I've only worn it once. But the commissioner has so much swag, he just pulled a, pulled a pitch jersey out of his closet and said, I don't even need this one. You have it. Just go ahead and take it. You take this one. I got, I got, I got another one. I got extras. So I get to bust out, and it's a real jersey, too. It's not one of those like crappy replica ones. This is like the real deal. Like the, sewn on. Yeah, sewn on and everything, the Nike. So I'm excited about wearing that. I'm just excited, in general, about what's going on in the state of Atlanta. The Falcons are on an upswing. I don't know about the Hawks. Maybe Trey getting married, you know, maybe that'll spark some uh, some juice in him, give him some extra energy or whatever. He just he married his uh, college sweetheart. They have a child together. Little, little two. ice cube. Two. I, did, I thought there was just the one. So they well, two I, kids. I don't, did, did they just have the second one? or Maybe she's pregnant, pregnant with the second one. Yep. He's definitely... Definitely got another one coming, but so we we don't have to talk about them right now. We're in a no, good, no, no, we're no, in a good no, mood. No. Basketball is uh not on my mind right now. Uh, haven't now we can say that uh, since trading Collins, they haven't been up to much. I haven't seen any action. Resigned DJ. <clears throat> yeah, Dejan uh, did did sign. It looks like he's he's in it to win it. He believes he wants to be here. I think they got more work to do, but we'll talk about that later. Because right now it's all about the MLB season. Is is we're barreling. I can't believe we're in August. It seems like we were just getting out of spring training the other day. Yeah. This this whole year is just gone. So, we well, well next Tuesday is August first. So that means there's just a couple of months of the of the season left before we get into the playoffs. And as that season's winding down, toe meets leather in Athens, in Atlanta. Toe meets leather uh, still all the time in Atlanta right now because we have the United, but they're uh, meh. They're okay, not great, middle of the pack, kind of. Nothing like uh, when we made that run to the title. Uh, I'd like to see them uh, get back in, in, into their winning ways. Maybe not, you know, they're, they're, I think they have a, we got a winning record, but <clears throat> I'm talking like just kicking ass and, and winning titles. I want them to get back on top again. But I, I guess you don't really see that in soccer, though. I mean, oh, Chelsea and man you are like two storied like pretty uh successful franchises year in year out but uh i just don't know enough about it that i don't we haven't seen an mls soccer dynasty yet let's how about atlanta becomes the first mls dynasty and rips off a few championships but man i'm just saying atlanta get out support your teams Please. put a put a put a smile on your face and and be positive you put negativity and and all that crap out that's what you're going to get back and man, get down to the stadiums. I don't care which stadium it is. Go to Mercedes Benz. Go over to Truist. I don't care. Get out. Watch the Braves. Get down to Sanford Stadium. Get over and watch Tech. You know, uh, they, they they put a team out on a field. That's about all they do. But uh, I think Tech is uh, in Atlanta this year. I would like to go back. I hadn't been to a game in Atlanta in a while. I'd like maybe maybe that's what we'll do at the end of the season. We'll go to Georgia Georgia Tech down in Atlanta. Maybe we'll get a hotel room and go eat somewhere nice down there and, and hit up a football game. But we're out of time. We're over the hour mark, and you probably have had enough of us for one evening. So you're going you're gonna to hear this hit the airwaves probably Monday morning. Uh, it is Friday night. Uh, and the guy that does our producing, uh, Mr. Chris Carducci, which I know you're going to be hearing this. Thank you so much, Chris, for all you do. We're hoping to meet with Jared and them next Friday to get some training. And not that we don't like you. But take it off your plate. We got a producer that's going to be sitting over here at this command center helping us out, and we're we're just as much as we're excited about uh, the future of Atlanta sports, we're excited about the future of Believe in Atlanta sports because we ain't going anywhere, guys. We're still here, 
despite all of our uh, setbacks and scheduling and everything else, we still manage to make it down to this studio, Granite Digital Imaging in Marietta, Georgia, and crank out. Not as much as we want, but we're getting there. It's, it's, it's slow. It's definitely things have not progressed as uh, the commissioner and I would have liked. But, but life happens. There's a, great, uh, there's a great old bluegrass song, and it's called I'm Still Here. So we're still here. We're still talking. And we're not stopping until we were at the top of the Atlanta Sports Talk mountain. Until you walk down the street and people go, who do you listen to in Atlanta? And they go, believe in Atlanta sports. We're going to get old Bron's attention. He's going he's gonna to turn his attention towards Atlanta and go, man, those guys got something cooking down there. And maybe we can even get him to a Falcons game this year because Bron is a Falcons fan. He needs to come on. So maybe we can get him down to the, to the Bird Gang tailgate. Mark has met him. He's been out there. I'm going to California later in the year. Maybe I can swing into the offices and meet him too. He knows those guys, so he's going to put the call in and say, Bron, get your ass to Atlanta for a Falcons game. Come check out our studio. Check out our podcast. Get your grill on. He doesn't do that a lot, though. You said he doesn't really like that. He doesn't like get out in front of the camera and uh, drawing attention, but we're going to make him do it. But if he likes wings, yes, we uh, so we, anyway, we get him some wings. Maybe we'll get him down here. Maybe, maybe not on camera, but we'll get him at a game, and we'll talk podcasting and believe in Atlanta sports. And uh, I'm just saying, keep tuning in, guys. We really do appreciate all of you that download us and listen all around the world. Anywhere, I mean, I, I can't. The list is too long now. We're at Cambodia, Vietnam, Australia, New Zealand, France, all these places, Russia, all these places are downloading us. I, I just wonder who they are. Are they service people? Are they people from Georgia living abroad? Are they? Are there some Russians out there uh, in the snow? Just love listening to us. I don't know, but whoever you are, thank you. Keep coming back. We're gonna keep coming back. And until next time, guys, you guys stay safe. And we love you. Good night. Do you believe? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.